Uh, hello and welcome to Me, Mine, the Falklands, our podcast about everything that's going on with FITV and with life in the Falklands. I'm Kyle Navitt. I'm Thomas Stockting. And I'm Hannah Newton. <laughs> my favourite way of saying my name. There you go. <laughs> I love how we do the sound levels before this and Hannah does her, I'm going to be speaking with this voice mm-hmm. and then even with her name she speaks yeah. louder than exactly. <laughs> the Start as you mean to go on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we've got um, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about this week. Um, Paul and Steve are back today. Whee! They're on the flight. They were they were delayed by twenty four mm. hours, but um, yes. they're on their way with the band. Well, there's or the been band. a lot of stuff, haven't there? there's yeah, there a lot has of delays been a lot, on the flights this week. Lots of sickness. Lots yes. of well, sick pilots and stuff. There was norovirus. I thought when I heard this, I was like, oh, norovirus, MPA outbreak, tabloid headline, <laughs> blah 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 blah. But no, apparently by the sounds of it. Um, well, firstly, there was a tropical storm in Cape Verde, so that delayed a load of the flights. Mm. And then there was crew illness and sickness because there was a virus to do with the food. And on, people, the, on the plane or at Well, this person? is what I thought. I spoke to our media ops lady and I thought, oh, God, is that the in-flight food? Because would that have been picked up from yeah. Bry's or the person who was packing it at Bry's or where, where down the chain would it be? Yeah. But she was saying apparently it's the food at Cape Verde oh. in the cafes and stuff. But okay. So, we're blaming I, you, yeah. Cape Verde Airport. <laughs> I thought we had a case of airplane. Did they all eat the fish? Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I was thinking as well. So, oh. that was then, that's caused delays God. on all should, of the flights. Should we have warned Paul and Steve not to get anything from the cafe? <laughs> I'm really hoping Verde. that they're not going to come back contaminated. Oh, God, can you imagine? God, that oh, would be cause awful. so many issues, wouldn't it? Mm, but I, it's one of the biggest nightmares about having two, three flights a week to an island. The second something's delayed. How many days delay did they have last week? Five, absolutely yeah. five. One five of them was, ridiculous. yeah, five days. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's, and it's difficult as well, because you turn up to the airport all ready to go. Mm. We've, we've experienced it before when we were going for the Island Games. Turn up all ready to go. Yep. And the next minute they're saying, oh no, not till tomorrow, not back till tomorrow. And they took home. our bags yeah. as well. This is the thing, because you put all your bags in the hold and stuff. And then we had that, that in-flight meal in the airport, remember? <laughs> that was great. And plus, weren't yeah. you up there at some ridiculous hour as well? I know, yeah, and we were oh. up with Tom Swells, the managing director of uh, Stanley Services. It was just quite funny, actually, to be yeah, honest. It was a bit well, of a bizarre We all sat trip. on the floor eating our meatball <laughs> in-flight meal, because obviously they don't want to waste yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, and they wouldn't really give us much information. Yeah. And I don't know why airports are always like that. They're always very... I ma- imagine hold it's... back the mm. info. They don't they want don't people wanna... to panic or something mm. like that. Or I mean, for, And I get that in general in a very big airport because you've got risk. But we're on a military base. Exactly. So there's only one flight leaving today. Just tell us what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I had um, a friend who was supposed to leave on the Tuesday flight last week. And with it being delayed all the way until Sunday. Yes, that's right. Sunday. <laughs> uh, the five days Hannah just alluded to there. Um, she had to book our new flight through South America and fly up through Chile to get to her holiday in Las Vegas because she was due to go to the UK on her Tuesday flight and she had a Saturday flight from the UK to go to America to Las Vegas so she, she left herself yeah. oh, two Airbridge flights well, you always to get do there. don't you a buffer of yeah. pub, but that was enough it looks, left, so, yeah. it looks as though she had a good time though, I yeah. must admit yeah. in the five days she was delayed she made sure that she got the most <laughs> out of the yeah, she, she went a little bit everywhere actually she yeah. popped over to the west she had oh a great God. time yeah. to the screen you've got to just make the most of it don't you exactly. especially if you're delayed and you can't go anywhere but yeah. it, was, um, it was her departing flight as well she'd oh, been God. here three years that was her end of time yeah. goodbye flight um, and her trip to Vegas and um, America is her last little bit of freedom Hurrah. because yeah. she, when she gets back to the UK she has three days before she goes to somewhere for her next posting 
even more remote than Falkland Islands. No. Give, give me a guess. Uh, somewhere bus. in Scotland, I'm going to go for. Okay, you're going to go somewhere in Scotland. Uh, somewhere more remote than the Falklands. Smaller and more remote smaller and harder and to get to. Hard to get to. I'm going to say, I don't know, somewhere near Australia. All right, off the coast of South Africa. Oh. You've got to get the only way to get there is on a boat from South Africa. Tristan da Cunha. Oh, wow. oh, cool. Just a couple of hundred people on a tiny little island. Because the Falklands evidently was too busy for her. <laughs> that's, another, that's another overseas territory, isn't I it? I do yeah, think so, yeah, yeah. They've got a... And I could be wrong, but I think the bass have something to do with mm. Tristan. Because a load yeah. of their people go there. I know, obviously, it's not Antarctica or whatever, but they've got, they've got some research station there as well or something. Because a couple of the guys from South Georgia government were working out there oh, and okay. we used to work for bass and stuff okay. and quite a few scientists go out there but so um, i've never really heard anything about it yeah no i um, think it's got quite a big contractor yeah. contractor following <laughs> what's go, she doing go, out there uh, she's carrying she's um essentially the head of the financing department for oh, the geez. entire island oh wow so she worked oh. in the treasury down here she was um part of like the essentially government's accounting system um, she was a she was a clog in the wheel kind of thing, whereas now she's essentially running the whole thing. I always thought she was a nurse. Tell me, tell me how much I know, because I, I thought maybe she was doing that in healthcare. And but stuff. to be fair, her her friendship group was very much based in the mm. hospitals, yeah. so yeah. I can I can yeah. see that makes sense. Um, going on a little tangent from something you said there, you said Antarctica, mm. which totally made me think of it. <laughs> Have you seen what's uh, Sunday first episode? One world, seven planet. <laughs> oh. One, one planet, seven worlds, one seven world, worlds, seven, one planet. planet. <laughs> seven planets, or we, David Attenborough goes and explores Mars. <laughs> oh my God. Is it another David? Uh, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. It. Yeah, so on the BBC this morning, BBC Breakfast, they had the cameraman and producer for the Antarctica bit. Uh, so cool. like the um, Gen 2 penguins being chased by leopard seals, yeah. oh, wow. which is something you can see in the Falklands. Yes, Come on. It is. <laughs> yeah. No, because so it's funny you should say. I was um, my mum's always an avid fan. Who is yeah. an avid fan of David Attenborough? The but nation's mum, granddad. Yeah, mum was re- reading um, his biography, and um, apparently he's got a daughter who keeps trying to stop him from. Because obviously he's in his 90s yeah. now or whatever. He must be in his 90s. Yeah, and he still Getting wants to go up these hot air balloons and go and do this <laughs> and that. And his daughter always says to the camera crew and the production crew, look, can you keep an eye on my dad? And if he wants to do X, Y and Z, tell him no. <laughs> and he still does it. And I think oh. fair play to him. I'd no, love to be play. that age and still as enthused and, Absolutely. and alive to go and do stuff, no, exactly, you know, exactly. so, so exciting. Especially if you because he's got passionate. the opportunities to do all that yeah. kind of stuff as well. And what was it, was it Glastonbury or was it Reading and Leeds this year where Attenborough came out on stage to mm, advertise the new programme and did a whole speech about climate change yeah. and genuinely the roar that he got from like the 100,000 people in the audience was bigger than any band got all day. He is just... And he's just a national treasure. Yeah. He isn't surpasses he? generations as no, well. Exactly. Do you know it's Absolutely. not just it's not just like oh well he's at, for that time and those kind of everyone loves him of all ages, young kids. He appeals to everyone, yeah. and I don't think anyone will fill his well, boots every- when he goes. Do you know no, who, no. who can you? I know you've got the likes of Michael Palin, who I also quite. Yeah. yeah. I love Michael Palin as well, but it's not the same. A bit like Parkinson. Yeah. Absolutely yes. love Parkinson in our kind of realm of chat, chat show journalism <laughs> kind of stuff. You've got Piers Morgan. Oh, God. Can you imagine Piers Morgan? I saw a great thing the other day, which was you imagine um, meeting someone, falling in love, marrying them, and then finding out that they think Piers Morgan's funny. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that actually brings me on to say, because I didn't realise that Michael Parkinson is very good friends with Billy Connolly. Okay. So, you oh, know, yeah. in our WhatsApp guide this week, listener, um, <laughs> yes. Billy Connolly has done his last ever stand up show. It will be screened at 
the Harbour Light Cinema, and we had it in the Watson guide. Yeah. But it made me think. He's very good friends with Michael Parkinson, Billy Connolly. You know, he's um, been diagnosed with it's either Parkinson's. Parkinson's yeah, yeah. Or he's got a terminal <clears throat> illness now. Mm. Um, so that was it. That's obviously his last ever stand-up yeah. show that's going to be screened. But um, Michael Parkinson said something about Billy Connolly saying, oh, look, he, he's not very good. Obviously, he's losing his memory um, at remembering old friends and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And his brain, it's its such a shame that a um, intelligent mind is going to waste, which I couldn't believe Parkinson said. Yeah. Sorry, it's getting a bit gossipy, <laughs> but Parkinson is the kind of person who's quite tactful when he yeah. t- talks to his guests and stuff, and he's not... He's not that. Yeah, yeah. He's not like a Piers Morgan. Yeah, yeah And apparently Billy and him have had a big fallout over it, which is a shame because they've been lifelong friends for for a long time. But it does make you think back. It kind of tying it back to David Attenborough. Those intelligent minds, mm. once they're gone, they're gone. Do you know? Yeah, and I think exactly. we really need to. And it's the same here with the islands, where you've got a lot of the older generation Absolutely. to probe them and get as much information and stories as you can out of them before. Oh, before see, it all goes. David Bailey would be loving your topic. <laughs> well, right? no, but it Just goes. Getting, getting well, it ties into your Women of the Falklands exhibition. Exactly. I was going to say, you went and covered the new, they had a new exhibition at the museum, didn't they, Carl? Yes, they did. Well, they've, gotten a bunch of, <laughs> they've gotten a bunch of stories about all kinds of women that have um, contribute, contributed to the Falklands, um, whether that be in the past, whether that be in the pleasant. And they've got this whole exhibition. The lovely Paula Foams, our boss, is... <laughs> Cloudy featured in it. Is she now? She is. Oh, Timeless classic. Little... <laughs> She'll be in there for. <laughs> yeah, she's got a whole blurb. She's got her and um, Connie and Hazel um, in the in a little picture, and there's even like a little um, a little image of FITV with the Aston Bar and everything. Although oh. I will say the Aston Bar is awkwardly cut, so it just says foams underneath. It's <laughs> of the infamous foams. The infamous foams. Well, the last name is obviously more important. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the museum has this new ex- exhibit um, dedicated to women in the Falklands and. Just celebrating women that have made the Falklands the Falklands. So apart from our fantastic boss, are there any off the top of your head you can remember? Um, well, there's Jan Sheik and there's mm-hmm. Tui Goodwin. Um, there was a couple of people that I can't quite remember. I remember them because I interviewed them because <laughs> they were they were there on the day. Tui. Yeah, Tui, so Tui was good. Yeah. yeah, and um, what was Jan Sheik up there for? So, um, well, all of her work with the uh, MLAs and all of her work um, with like just government and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so she was being celebrated for that, and then there was um, Kathy Byers was on there talking about her work oh, with the church. Suki Cameron. Suki Cameron, obviously oh, talking Suki about. Cameron. But it's funny because you, when you think of like uh, people in history and uh, they've done these great things, yeah, yeah. you don't hear much about women no, you don't. that have done great, especially in the Falklands. Mm. I, like when I came here, I, I was like, oh god, is there going to be enough people to yeah, put on no, this exactly. exhibition wall? Because you <laughs> yeah. don't, you don't hear much about it. You hear about kind of ex-governors and politicians yeah, yeah, yeah. and da da da. Um, but it brings us on quite nicely to we also, well the service that we covered on, yes. on the Wednesday night, which was um, for Lady Hasgard, yes. Sir Rex Hunt, and and her husband um, uh, Cosmo, Cosmo, Mr. Cosmo, Sir Cosmo, ex two ex governors and, and his wife. Yes, but she actually had quite a vital. She had part. loads of stuff to do with the Falklands. She um, at one point there was back. This is back in the nineteen sixties, I want to say. Um, when Cosmo Hasgard was governor of the Falklands, she was running messages between the UK government and him and all sorts mm. and encrypting stuff. So yeah. Because Argen- there was a small conflict and territorial dispute with Argentina. So she was like encrypting messages and all Falklands sorts. Falklands were and- an imitation. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Well, it was because he was away, wasn't he? Yeah, or he was, he was out the island. So she stood, stood in as deputy, deputy, deputy governor, governor or something like that. Almost. Yeah. But they had um, a really nice service, didn't they? At the Christchurch they did, they Cathedral did. where they had these plaques that were unveiled and all the MLAs and 
people were there and, and they did some really good speeches as well yeah. about yeah, some lovely readings oh, I didn't know anything about them. neither did I so it's quite interesting although with a name like Cosmo Hasgard you know he's, he's you know he's got an interesting life exactly <laughs> Well, before exactly. we move away from the museum bit here, speaking about it, and you're talking about influential mm. women as well, <coughs> I mentioned David Bailey, one of the local historians, his A3, A2, A2, yeah, the really big pamphlet that he did on the Falklands uh, involvement in World War One has come out, and it's titled, The Germans Are Coming, and that is actually a quote from a, um, a celebrated Falklands woman in history who um, saw, flagged down the fact that the German ships were coming past the Falklands, and oh, she's the one yes, that picked up the phone and hey. rang government house, and yeah. the iconic phrase is, the Germans are coming. So that oh, was yeah. another woman oh, in, wow. uh, woman in history. Yeah. yeah. She, um, even though apparently, uh, <laughs> the, she didn't spot the ships, there was a young farm boy <laughs> who did spot the ship <laughs> yeah. and came running back to tell her and she picked up the phone and he would run off, go see more and come back and tell her and she would pick up the phone. So the young farm boy did all the work. <laughs> yeah. She picked up the phone and relayed the message. Yeah, and the, she, she and ended no up getting... the name of the young farm no. boy. Yeah. And no she, didn't she, end, she ended up getting like an MBE and a silver teapot and all sorts. <laughs> and he, he got... I don't even no, know if, no recognition. No one knows no who he is. Yeah. I don't even know if they told him good job. No, like, no. <laughs> his name got lost in the history books. We just know it was a young farm boy, and she got all the recognition for him. Oh. But in all fairness, like it's it's just it's about it's about what it did. Yeah. No, exactly. I love little stories like that. Well, no, that's same. quite interesting. And I always feel like it sounds awful, but I feel like nowadays in our generation, nothing like that really happens. Mm. That's that's that exciting or. Do you know, yeah. with us... But do you think it's also because we're in, like, the longest times. known peace, like, well, I, yeah. say, I say peace, there's not a lot of peace around the whole world, <laughs> but um, there's not a lot of peace in but our neighbours, Chile at the in, moment. But well, we've, like, we've been brought up in the UK, and yeah. then we've also got, we're here, and yeah. I like, I'd like to, th oh, I feel relatively safe. Do you know, there's yeah. nothing that... It's almost a sheltered lifestyle, Nothing that yeah. shocking But then, but but then you've got, then you've got, like... The people protesting in Hong Kong, mm. people protesting in Chile, and yeah. people that protest in the US and mm. even in the UK when people are coming for like ex like the climate change events and stuff like mm. that. People are getting yeah. out there and doing stuff. It's just we're not. <laughs> we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're, like we're lazy. Crew. We just sit here and drink cups of tea and eat biscuits and Spon do record podcasts. Sponsored by Tea Cafe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the lovely coffees. <laughs> but uh. we, um, me and Tom, were out and busy at the weekend because there was the mm. annual stone on half half mile. Mm. We were unfortunately not taking part because <laughs> no, we're fortunately, well, fortunately because we're far too lazy for that. But there was what 30, 40 people there. Or yeah, something it was like less that? than last year, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, you know, there was still a, there was still a good contingent yeah. of people, and it's and um, you couldn't have asked for better weather for that. Oh, could absolutely. You? For, it was it was extremely mm. windy, so much windier than last year. But it, fortunately, it was a westerly wind. Did it blow yeah. them blow them to the finish line? <laughs> it, was, it was a westerly wind, so it was actually it was in their back, oh. and uh, so it was really good. Um, I must say, I'm disappointing myself for not staying to film the first woman over the yeah. line. Um, we were a little bit we're a little bit tired on yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, a little bit just, under the weather. Yeah, and it just it slipped my mind completely. Yeah, so we got the first two gentlemen coming over. There was the line. A, it was a new winner, wasn't it? Yes, it, wasn't, it was. It wasn't a person or a runner that we've seen before no, no it wasn't no it wasn't nice it was, it, was, uh, it was a woman who picked up running due to her she met her current boyfriend down here who's an avid runner he came third in the stone run half marathon but she picked up running about a year and a half ago oh, just wow. as a form of mental as it was mainly for mental health as much mm. as anything else and it was a big thing he did so she picked up as a common interest and a hobby and yeah amanda kupfer from the uh, seabird observer from the fisheries department uh, won her first ever half oh, marathon wow. at the well weekend done. so oh, wow. massive congratulations <laughs> to her that's good and the, and, the, and the male winner as well was yeah. the, a new winner too wasn't he i was gonna say because he's um i can't i can't 
can't remember his name, but Julian I, Cousins. Julian Cousins, but I, but everyone refers to him as JC. I remember that part. JC. But um, oh, you had a lot of involvement. With I had him a lot of involvement race. with him because I was I was out covering the front runners. I noticed this when I was looking at yeah. the package. There was a lot of uh, waves <laughs> and this and that. I thought, oh, Every time he went past, he was waving to me and trying to have a chat and saying, "Oh, you again? This is getting awkward." <laughs> he was very very funny, and I thought it was amazing because I when we had an interview with him, I was like, "Oh, have you done much training?" He's like. Not really. I kind of, I was drinking last night. <laughs> I just kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there, yeah. and pe- well, listeners probably won't you know what I'm talking night. about. But I was gonna say, if you guys will know, are we gonna possibly say that he could be the new Tim Ross? Oh, I don't know if he's in the Tim, islands for Tim long was a, a brother that was with us. How many? Four years yeah. down here from the, the Orkney Islands, and he would always be run, 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 and he'd always be smiling, waving, <laughs> trying to chat, yeah. never looked like he broke a sweat, no. nothing. I mean, I, I would like to think so, but I believe JC is from um, the Mount Pleasant yeah. place, so he's only here he's on a small... Oh, he's he's only here on a small He's city. only on yeah. a small, small rotation. Um, he got, he's, um, he's trained with doing... Yeah. Mar- he's done marathons yeah. before, so he's done a lot of fitness training, but his, uh, as Kyle mentioned, then he... Um, he, he had was a very out, light night before. He was out performing. He did a gig at um, Mount oh, Pleasant wow. the night before, and it was his commanding officer that said... I'm running the Stoneman <laughs> Half Marathon tomorrow. You should do it as well. He went, all right, then. All right. And uh, yeah, in his interview, it was so funny. He was like, yeah, I just I just ran and the people at the front were running fast. So I ran with them and they dropped <laughs> off and I just kept going. Uh, no idea how I came first. It's amazing <laughs> the amount of energy he had afterwards. Because afterwards he was walking around like giving other people water and he even ran back to meet his commanding officer and come back with oh, him. Wow. It was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he ran back the last 200 metres to meet his CEO <laughs> and cross the line with him. Oh. Then the CEO was dying in the corner and he jogged up, got some water, <laughs> jogged over. Is that all right, guys? It was like he'd had like a small jog and not a half marathon Duracell bunny kind of energy. I can feel, I'm always so envious of people who can just do that. Do you know what I mean? Who are just like, I'll do a marathon, sorry, why not? And I'm kind of like, oh God, I can't even step out the front door without being like, (gasps) (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. it, was, it was a beautiful morning. It was and, a beautiful uh, morning. I did fall asleep for five minutes in the car on the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had the window down, uh, waiting for some of the uh, front runners, uh, sorry, the rear runners to catch and film them for a bit. And I had my head out the window, sheltered from the wind and uh, the sun to my face. And I did, I did doze off for about five, oh, ten God. minutes. <laughs> and it was later on that day, I was like, I did wonder where you went. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I was like, that ties us quite nicely into next week. I know I'm brushing over a couple of things, so yes. we will go back. But next week, next on week Saturday, we've got super busy. the first park run. Yes, we do. Which will be slightly smaller. It's 5K. Smaller. So, and mm. it's not a... And you can run it, you can walk it, you can kind of t- take it at your own pace. Mm. You don't yeah, have to... it's not a, a race as such. No. It's a... It is timed, but yeah. it's all kind of running it's, together. It's all, for the, it's all for the fun of it. It's all for the fun of running. Park runs a thing that... Big thing well, in the UK. it happens in the Huge UK, doesn't it? Huge thing in the UK, yeah. yeah. My stepdad goes out to park runs all the time, and it's ridiculous. The amount of, like, Saturday mornings when it's like, okay, half eight, got to be down the park, then there's... M- Huge, massive groups of people. Well, I think do it's it. quite a social it thing. Is. It's which a is nice very, very social thing. They can all kind of yeah. rile each other up. And it kind of encourages <laughs> people to keep going <laughs> back, doesn't it? Get so. the morale going. So we'll be, we'll be down there. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you could actually do a presenter-led run. Park. You're, you're, you're like determined to get me doing <laughs> something. Go, <laughs> Carl. I think that could work quite well. I don't know. I'm, I'm breathing heavily enough in our packages already, <laughs> let alone running on one. 
But yeah. I, th- I think worst case scenario, Carla doesn't want to do a 5k. Hannah. Uh, yeah, Hannah can do one. I'm the most unfit out of all of us. I'm too old for it. Come on, oh, I'm the oldest please. one. I can't do that. Here we go. Please. It's fine. It's a 5k is open to everyone. We will get exactly. your Zimmer free. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. To be fair though, some people actually are walking it. So yeah. maybe we can yeah, do we a can little bit. Yeah, we can walk it. That'd be cool. Well, Get some interviews as they've gone. Yeah. So how often do park runs occur in the UK and how often are they going to occur here? Because so, this is the inaugural one, isn't it? Yeah, they're weekly in the UK and I think they want to do them weekly here as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's see everyone drop like flies <laughs> as the weeks go on. Well, that's the on. thing. Mark, um, Mark, Mark Nightingale, who has um, done a lot of the organisation for Park Run, has been, is really wanting people to go out every week and really wants to make it a social thing that people keep going back to. So I'm, I'm hoping that it carries on because it is quite a nice environment to be. Well, part we were of. looking at last year the, ca- the couch to five k. The couch to five k scheme yeah. was a very big yes. thing down here. Uh, a lovely boss, Paul Foams, was involved with it mm-hmm. for a little bit, and it's and it's <laughs> some, yeah. and it's something that a lot of people down here have taken on board to try and actually increase their fitness. Yeah. So if you can get some weekly five k's, mm. that's a way of them sort of. You can do your couch to five k three times Take a week, yeah. and then you do your park run at mm. the end of the week and sort of see your time and yeah. then you can see your progress. It's nice yeah. to see physical progression <laughs> in front of other people and it spurs you on. I don't know, I'm personally quite a competitive yeah, person. Gonna, yeah. So the second I get people running fast next to me, it's like, I don't care how much my lungs are burning, I've got to go. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But, um, and then, then on Sunday we've got, um, well, actually I've just brushed over it, yeah. Saturday night. The Country Fest. Festival. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very excited about we're so stressing excited about, about we've stressing been stressing about it for the past we're couple of weeks be, about it yeah. we? we're going to be working on the bar on the night mm-hmm. um, and it's been taking a lot of organisation but mm. we're finally we're finally there we're getting yeah very much getting there there's yeah. a little bit of a frantic morning tomorrow whilst you guys yes. are doing the park run where I have to get all of the um, all of the bar stock from Stanley Services to the town hall. Uh, so that'll be, a, that'll be a bit of a sweaty morning yeah. for me. I'm gonna do my own 5K up yeah. and down those stairs. <laughs> and then on Sunday, we've got the um, Sunday, we've got motocross the motocross and, and then the MPA Open Day. Yeah. Have you been, been to Mount fun. Pleasant Open Day? I have yet. not. I've been to Mount Pleasant a couple of times, but I've not been up for the oh, Open fantastic. Day. So it's going to be interesting. You get Apparently, to sit in they've planes, got yeah, and you get to pet animals, and you get to see the dog training bits yeah, yeah. and stuff. So it should I'm be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. It should be really interesting. One of my favourite bits has nothing to do with the military at all. <laughs> Normally, Fitzroy Farmer there, and they because um, they have a lot of involvement with. They have the Key to Bertha's mm. Beach, which yeah, is yeah. a very well. It's a very. Um, uh, big tourist attraction for the people from MPA. So they're normally there and they normally have a couple of their pet lambs oh, with them as well cool. from this season. <laughs> so you're basically, the best bit is going over there and holding a lamb. Yeah. Yeah. There's typhoons, there's helicopter, search and rescue helicopter. Farm animals chinooks. are the best. <laughs> yeah, but the farm animals, that's where Farm animals at. are the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, all no, the military surround the farm Yeah, animals. I can imagine. <laughs> Well, they're used to typhoons and planes and all sorts, so it's something different for them, isn't it? Yeah. But, no, I'm looking forward to it. But it should this, be good fun. But we're going to be trying it, filming it in a yes. new mojo kind of techniques that we got taught mm. on yes. Tuesday. Caroline is down with us. She's been down with us now for nearly a month. Um, she's here to organise a country festival primarily, yeah, but yeah. she's actually been doing some mojo workshops with us. And I was yeah. sure safe for the listener, mojo is mobile journalism. <laughs> um, so we went out on Tuesday, we went down to the beach and we had to go mm-hmm. different transitions and doing clicky things yeah. and doing fancy things. So check out the show this week if you want to see us do yeah. some it's cool gonna stuff. Be, we'll pop that video up on Instagram yeah. and Facebook as well over the weekend. I Definitely, that would be good. It'll um, blow your socks off. So we're going to have a go <laughs> filming it like that. Yeah, we are. So Carl and I are going to take over and be presenter leader <laughs> together, which should be good fun. No, I think it'll be good. I think it'll work pretty well doing it that way. Mm. It'll, it's something a little bit different. Yeah. Something yeah, a little definitely. bit experimental. And it's the perfect one to actually yeah. give it a go. Well, we, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, we thought because we're doing the motocross in the morning and the open day, we're going to do it almost like the day yeah. of filming. Carl and Hannah had a busy day filming at the uh, ah, busy yeah. day on Sunday. 
if you're filming, it all da, together. Da, da, da. And almost, then we can go yeah. from, and then do clicks almost and go like, from there. Almost to, like a vlog kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like The two of you yeah. saying, this, is, this yeah. was our Sunday. Just to see, what it's, just to see what, how yeah. it works and, and see what Mrs. Holmes thinks as well. Oh, Test the waters. <laughs> yes, indeed, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But she is an avid uh, Mojo fan. Yeah, she is, so. she is. So I mean, she's I'm also a massive like traditionalist when it comes to feminism as well. So mm-hmm. combining the new techniques yeah. which she loves with yeah. breaking the traditional <laughs> way of creating a news package. We might, will be we, interesting. We might just need to sneak it in there before she notices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's about it for us. Mm. Um, so if you so, want... So, socially we have some fun stuff. Socially though. we have some fun stuff. Got a film we're going to go see. Are you guys excited for the movie on Sunday night? The Joker. After, yeah. after our really busy weekend of working, <laughs> we well, do have yeah, a chill. Nice it's been mixed and, reviews I've yeah. seen online. There's been mixed reviews. Some people have really been slating it. Um, however, I'm still going to go see it with an open mind yeah. because I you love to, Joaquin. Don't you? He's <laughs> one of my favourite yeah. actors. And they look like they've done it a little bit different. It's not just it's a action, bit action and stuff like that. It's a little bit more personal. Yeah about the character's progression and stuff, so I think it'll be good fun. It's a bit more of an artsy kind of film. And, the and I think a character and like the Joker, for his backstory, I think deserves that kind mm. of thing, because yeah, he is he's clearly a tortured soul. He's not a super villain with superpowers mm. or yeah, anything. Yeah. There's a reason why he's like that. And I'm it's interesting, especially in like today's debates about mm. mental health illnesses and the way people are treated within society. Well, I'm going to have to do a plug, actually, for something I watched last night, which was so good. I haven't watched the end of it, so we watched okay. half of it. But um, if you have you ever heard of a film called Solace? It's no. got Anthony Hopkins in. No. Absolutely love him. Silence of the Lambs. Anthony Hopkins, great actor. Didn't know if he had an Oscar or an Academy Award or not. Though he I must do. But um, it's a a film. It's like a detective film about. Um, there's a, there's been a series of murders, and these two detectives are like, oh, we need to get someone in to come and help us. Mm. And Anthony Hopkins plays a old detective who's got these psychological powers where he can touch things and see into the future okay. see the past and stuff okay. like this um, so he goes into these different murder scenes and crime scenes and touches the, the bodies and touches this and he can see what's happened and it's about him trying to solve these series of murders and he comes up against a guy who's also the murderer has yeah. also got these powers oh. so he the murderer can also see ahead and have see into the future and things like that. Just sounds really odd, yeah. but it's, 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 it's a thriller. It's a psychological yeah. thriller. It's quite dark, um, but it's it's really good. And it's got Colin, well, Colin Farrell, who That's I cool. absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's to do with this guy who's murdering these different victims, but it's these, these victims have terminal illnesses. So he's putting them out there, misery is. So he's seeing such. into the future yeah, and their Yeah, and pain. seeing into the future, seeing their pain and saying, right, I'm going to stop so them. So it's a from... moral dilemma Yeah, it's well. honestly, watch it, really good. Solace, I think it came out in 2015. I totally missed it yeah, in the cinema and stuff, but I think it might have been a bit of an art house because yeah, yeah, it is yeah. a bit mm-hmm. arty and a little bit. Okay, so that's Hannah's recommendation. Yeah, no, watch it, <laughs> yeah. so good. No. Very, very worth the watch. Well, I think that's a lovely note to end on. Definitely. Think, Kyle. There we uh, go. Yeah, that will... On that somber note. On that somber note, we'll for us. Um, if you want to listen to more... Um, oh, no. Actually, sorry. That ties us in quite nicely to what you did last night. Well, but on the somber note, let's I, end on a nice well, note. Well, I, I, almost, I almost said it, but I was like, is that too much murder? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had enough murder. What did you do last night, Tom? Uh, I was at a murder mystery dinner last night at the town hall, which, um, you know... you. Everyone sort of knows murder mystery dinners. Uh, you sort of everyone knows the game Cluedo, mm. and you sort of you, you associate it maybe with a dinner party. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was in the town hall. There was nine groups of six to eight people, 
Uh, it was called The Pucker Pie Murder. Ooh. It was written by a local chap. Um, ah. He wrote it in 2008. Who and they performed it? it. It was, um, I, for the life of me, cannot remember his name, but he does a lot of work with the Seafarers Mission. He's good friends with Morris and Debbie Lake. Oh, I know. You yeah, know who yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Absolutely. I can't remember his name, which I feel very mm. guilty about. Uh, but he, they performed it in 2008. Same murderer, but they were hoping that 11 years later nobody <laughs> really... People forget. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, no, it was, um, it was great fun. So you go there and you get one round of everyone. All the actors come and sit at your table and they tell you, so you're quizzing them and questioning them. And uh, then you have your intermission and uh, there's food provided. So you have your dinner. Then you get revealed a couple more clues and then you get a second round of questioning people. And it was quite a difficult one. So much so that they gave each table three guesses. And um, the, we went through a couple of guesses with like the ones that seemed really logical. And then I had quite an outlandish theory um, that um, the woman, the assistant manager of this local supermarket store who was murdered, <laughs> uh, was actually in the, ready to open up a rival business. Oh. And someone else in the store was going to open up that rival business, which was a clue that was revealed in the second half of the, uh, in mm. the second act. And uh, yeah, I just had this outlandish theory that the person who was doing it, so a character played by Lee Summers, uh, saw that the assistant manager was trying to steal his idea, so he killed her with a puck of pie. Oh and, God. Uh, Turns out I was right. Woo! And what did you win? Well done. 13 Pucker Pies. Awesome. Oh, no better pies. So Pucker pie party at Tom's. Exactly. Okay. Pucker pie doesn't sound like a real word anymore. No, it doesn't, I've said does it so it? many times in the last 24 hours. But yes, I'm on a little bit of an ego hype at the moment, yeah. being the only person in a hall of about 60 people to have gotten that right. So oh, well done. Just saying, uh, I'm going into this weekend feeling like I'm so, walking on a cloud. So when are you joining the police force? Uh, well, the police were there, and they didn't get it right. So really... Really, and they on top of that, they contaminated hazmat suits. They were Ooh. wearing them. That's bad. You should go and uh, rub it in their faces when you go to this meeting yes. at half time. I should. So the detect on, yeah, it genuinely was. It was three of the four detectives. Um, they were part of the table, and they didn't get it right. Ah, future so detective in the making. Terrible. Their questioning skills are awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Uh, that's not anything bad against the Royal Falconers Police. I'm sure they do a fantastic job. Can I just say, <laughs> <laughs> my views are my own and not that of FITV. <laughs> On that, on that lovely note, I think we'll finish up there. If you want to watch our show, it's on one of the 800 channels. I keep saying we'll figure out which one. but Mine, On my television, it's 803. Yes. So if you want to come to my come, house, come to Hannah's house, watch, watch FITV there. And if you want to find more episodes of this podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, so, yeah. We're going to have a busy weekend. Hopefully, we'll we make it through it. And the Country Fest as well. Yes. Hopefully, that goes very well. Come to well. the Country Fest if you've not already got a ticket. And wherever, wherever you are in the world, have a really nice weekend. Yes, we will exactly. see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.